getting back, but you knew I would. War is hell. When will it end? When will people start getting together again? Our things really getting better, like the newspapers say. What else is new, my friend? Yeah, out of those really the big round things, you know what I'm talking about. That like flat pastry. <laughs> this is like this giant round flat pastry that they sell. Yes. Um, oh, yeah. Those are from uh, Racine, who was a client. And like that was one of the main things they wanted on their website was that the Kringles come from there. They're the Kringle capital of the world. Um, and they're delicious. Yes, they are. Had you hit record by that point? Uh, yeah. Okay. We got a little of the Kringle conversation. Well, that's exactly what we want. Low, no context. Um, it's nice having a an office just dedicated to computer stuff. Are you in a two bedroom now? Yeah, we have an extra. We have a large bedroom and then a smaller like den. Well, once you snag a man, then you get a bigger bed. That's just mm-hmm. that's how. That's again actualization for Arizona <laughs> law. Um <laughs> uh, yeah, there is actually a ballot initiative to get rid of that, but it's not polling well. So <laughs> they gotta legalize weed first. Legalize it. Um sorry, that was a stupid filler thing to say. Um it's all right. Yeah, it's yeah you don't have a... any legal weed. <laughs> well, it's doing me no good not having it be legal. Um, the uh, there is another ballot initiative, yes, to make weed legal, which uh, failed last time, fifty-two to forty-eight. I think I've probably said that on the podcast before. Yeah. So this time we'll see. I can feel. I feel good about it. I do too. I feel like the Arizona is, uh, you know, two point one percent more weed positive uh, since then. I'm going to just shoehorn this. Whatever. We'll just say the podcast has started. It started. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This is how this is how all the best podcasts do it. Yeah, yeah. Then they're like, oh, I guess we should start. Yep. Uh, just in that voice. Yep. Dumbass voices tonight. It's uh, it's the soy voice. Um. <laughs> oh, yes. I, I thought I finally looked up what the soy face was, and it was like, oh, really? Very Wait, I did the same thing. Yes. It was not what I expected. Yeah. I've been making fun of the soy face in my head and soy boys for a long time before I looked up what it actually is. And then I was like, oh, no, I've done this. <laughs> I have, but I'm, I'm, I'm pleased to report that I, it's not like a habitual, it's not my go-to face for photos. No, it's a panic. It's like a panic face when someone wants to do something dumb. Yeah. And, um, yeah, it's like saying... Uh, it's like sort of saying legalize it in that singing song voice I said when yeah. I couldn't think of anything else to say. It's pretty much the exact same thing, but for your face. But, um, you know, if doing the soy face is your thing, we support you. Not uh-huh. anti-soy face. Well, uh, it's We're not soy an identity. Neutral. It's not an identity, so I will mock the soy face regardless. Um, right, but we support the people doing it. We're going to uh, mock some of you. Them doing it but yeah they, okay we're neutral on the people who do it well that's true yeah i don't want anybody to chad's die. chad's and virgins are both welcome yeah to our podcast as long as we can make fun of you yes we make fun of them in equal measure yeah of course yeah um yeah <laughs> i mean although to be clear this is a chad pod yeah like we we are the chad pod no lis- <laughs> like no listeners <laughs> Oh yeah, no. There's uh, who's that one guy who is the virgin version of us? Um, uh, he's like he called himself like the hardest working hipster in music reviewing or something. Uh, I I don't know who called himself we, that. We uh, call we wait. Is this him? Yes, Anthony Fantano. Um, what the we needle made? drop? Oh we, yes, we talked about his review of like the Jack White album or something. Yeah. Um, he's the virgin version of us anyway, which is a fine thing to be. Yes. It is. <laughs> he's like, he's like, well, pe- I have a Wikipedia. <laughs> I know. 
I thought you were going to say you... like the song exploder guy who now has like a TV series and everything. Oh. oh, I don't know who he is, but he's probably the virgin version. Of That's where they, he talks to like one, an artist about like how one of their songs was made. Mm. It's a good gimmick. No, that's a good gimmick. I yeah. mean, the craft is interesting for sure. It's a lot better. It's a lot better gimmick than ours, which is music. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> While slightly intoxicated. Nineties. Yeah. Things we've bands we've been thinking about for twenty five years. Um, yeah. Um, and the Sopranos, which I'm rewatching, and I kind of want to make this a Sopranos pod now i would i see i would do that i would just do it yeah well okay so just before this i was watching like episode three of season three mm-hmm. and there's a scene where tony comes down to his living room mm-hmm. in the morning yeah you know, mid-morning as yeah. his want and janice is just sitting on his couch drinking her second colt 45 because yes. there's an empty on the coffee table wow watching porn on his tv Yes, I mean, I, mean just, I can recall this scene perfectly. And there's, like, no explanation. It's just something they put in there as a gag if you're paying attention. But there's, like, no earthly reason why anyone should ever be, like, seriously drunk by that point and watching porn in the living room <laughs> of their brother's house. Yes. It's truly amazing. I love Janice so much on the rewatch. She is hilarious. That's a great episode because that's the one where Chris gets made yeah and uh the bird looks at him yeah and then janice steals svetlana's leg yes um which svetlana mm-hmm. is a total boss too yeah um uh all the characters it's such a good show man it is we could talk about it <laughs> uh but we won't we won't yeah we won't this well episode. i i will do one thing just music related mm-hmm. um in the opening episode of season three the fbi is like uh wiretapping them yeah the house and they do this really weird thing with the music where they do this like goofy spy theme and then that's like written for the show, you know, played by the house band or whatever. Um, and, but it's sort of reminiscent of like, you know, whatever, Get Smart or Mission Impossible or something. Uh-huh. And then they meld it into the police uh, Every Breath You Take, which is a really obvious song cue for a surveillance scene. But it's really we- it's really really trippy how they like have their house band sort of like play a part that pretty seamlessly melds into all of a sudden you're listening to the police and you're like wait I didn't realize that that was the police it's really strange uh, but also kind of well done and impressive how did you how, what I my question about that is do you not remember me talking about that for like sixty seconds in the, our previous episode no I don't remember that <laughs> vaguely maybe now that you mentioned it I but. didn't describe like what the house band was playing I was like it's yeah. a horn song that like I know yeah. is from something but um, well I'm glad it now that you've got to it you enjoyed it. <laughs> I'm glad we continue to notice the same things about everything. Yes, this is good. That's a good uh, test case for that. Exactly. Uh, what a show. Truly great. Uh, Paul, to talk about some things that we mean to talk about, I'll actually bring up my uh, uh, idea for a surprise intro bit, which is that the Rolling, uh, the Rolling Stone, uh, Rolling Stone magazine released their updated best 500 albums of all time i can't wait um and it's not we can we can i can read you the top 10 okay um but as i load it up i just have to say that to me what struck me was how we are reaching a point where like let's say the album has existed in a format that's useful for this kind of list since like the 50s yeah that's when the lp was developed right yes and there is no like equivalent of it prior to that so yeah before it was like 10 minutes of music tops yes yeah so we're approaching the point where a single person um even if they're familiar with and enjoy albums from all eras um i think we'll be uh it'll be a real stretch for them to like contextualize all of them across all genres to like 
create a list such as this. That's uh, true. Uh, it's why, I mean, I think that ranking uh, artworks in a quantified fashion, even uh, an ordinal fashion like this, is inherently absurd. So mm-hmm. uh, at any scale. So yes, the problem yes. is only magnified when you're trying to compare you know, Count Basie to uh, Jewel. I don't know. <laughs> yes, that's a great comp- yeah. Um especially if you've like know Count Basie pretty well and mm-hmm. like haven't listened to let's say any hip hop in the past 20 years or something like that. Um, yeah. because you're an old ass Rolling Stones writer. Uh people were making fun of I guess Robert Pollard of Guided by Voices contributed to that. Like he was one of the many people asked and sure. he po- he posted his typewritten list online. <laughs> And it uh-huh. was literally all like uh, classic rock band, prog bands from like the eighties. Like, awesome! <laughs> which yeah, was cool. But <laughs> what else do you expect from Robert Pollard? Then I don't know. Here are my favorite bands, <laughs> like Genesis. <laughs> yeah, but um, uh, he, he was he was mocked for it, and then the people mocking him were mocked for it, and seemed both seemed right. Yeah. <laughs> Exactly. Um, I don't want to create another meta layer of stupid mocking. No, but, um, I think I think mocking yeah. these kinds of things. Uh, I'm actually. I th- I feel like I'm going to retire from criticizing Pitchfork. Yeah, I was watching some people do it on Twitter, and I was like, "This is dumb." Yeah, I mean, it's just it's just a different thing than what it used to be. Yeah, so that's fine. It's that that they second that. the second level or just you know so. I, I'm going to add a layer, but people were complaining about how much Pitchfork liked Tune Yards, and it's like I love Tune Yards. I do That's like Tune Yard Tune Yards, but it's like this is such a dumb thing to argue about, yeah. <laughs> like how much a magazine in like 12 years ago liked a band. How, how much a desperate clickbait operation, which is not yeah. a slight. That's just what online journalism is, right? Um, just worrying about what they what number they put next to their review that nobody actually read of the album. It's it. I mean, and we've done it, so I'm not, you know, totally slamming anybody, but yeah, it's, uh, it's absurd. So I'm going to read you the top 25. Yeah. Let's make fun of some music (laughs) rankings. Let's do it for the last time. Uh The last time, (laughs) um, until we get to the second half of this bit. Um, 25 carol king tapestry that's a great choice mm-hmm. uh, i need to listen i haven't listened to that in a while um 24 uh sergeant pepper uh, sure 23 uh velvet underground and nico uh yeah 22 they're, they're not for me but that's fine uh 22 uh notorious big ready to die okay uh 21 bruce born to run Mm-hmm. Uh, 20 kid a too low okay. <laughs> uh, 19 Kendrick to pimp a butterfly too, uh, uh, I it slightly annoys me that that uh, yeah. I think that's his least good major album and everybody Agreed. else it's, acts like it's it's his best so yeah anyway go on 18 Dylan highway 61 revisited uh, 17 beautiful dark twisted fantasy by Mr. West. Mm-hmm. Okay. Soon to be President West. Uh, mm-hmm. Sixteen, The Clash, London Calling. Fifteen is a uh, is Kanye going to be president or his his QAnon clone going to be president? Uh, oh, that's a good question. Well, I think that the QAnon clone of Kim Kardashian West will be president. Actually, yes. Well, she's I assume hit the vice president on his ticket. And will then murder him. She's not. We can no. look at Con- I Kanye's got his vi- VP is interesting. I honestly have no idea who it is. Anyway, I didn't until I read Wikipedia article. Uh, Sixteen London Calling. Uh, Fifteen Public Enemy. It takes a nation of millions to hold us back. Mm-hmm. Um, Fourteen Rolling Stones. Exile on Main Street. Uh, an album I feel like is like growing in acclaim um it is awesome but the rolling stones are growing in acclaim with me uh another great sopranos cue for them at the end of season two yes yes um i know i remember talking about it 
and last it's podcast. so good. It's um, a really fucking good song. Mm-hmm. Uh, 13, Aretha Franklin, I Never Loved a Man the Way I Love You. Uh, sure. I mean, uh, yes, I'm sure. sure. It's, yeah. I'm sure it's great. Uh, I, never, have, I have no idea which songs are on that. You know? uh, <laughs> it doesn't matter. Uh, yeah, Respect yeah. is on there. Yeah, of course. So there you go. Uh, 12, Thriller. Okay. Uh, 11, Revolver. Mm-hmm. Um, 10, so top 10 now. Um, indicated by me saying the number 10. Um, Lauren Hill, Miseducation of Lauren Hill. Uh, Feels like a, okay. All right. Yeah. Um, It's a a really good album. It's a great album. Uh, Nine, uh, Bob Dylan, Blood on the Tracks. Uh, Eight, Prince, Purple Rain. Mm -hmm. Uh, Seven, Fleetwood Mac, Rumors. Uh, okay. yeah, which she got, there's just as, as recent, the recent meme has proved that album is straight bangers. Just oh, yeah. start to finish. Um, yeah. nonstop. <clears throat> number six is Nevermind, which honestly, I, will, I think that's way overrated. Like, I it's agree. a great album, but it's not like a greatest album ever. It just was famous and popular and and marked a turning point in things totally totally agree and you know spoiler alert like okay computer is not in the top five yeah Um, and you know that really is a better is clearly a better album and like like obviously better album yeah for Um, me as a person who loves the type of music that both of those albums are that's a crazy choice um i think you know uh siamese dream is a better album but same. Um, I'm willing is, to admit that 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 that's just like a weird fetish that you and I have. You know? Yeah, but a lot of well, yes, but Siamese Dream yeah. is usually you know up there. I'm sure it's on it this is. list. Um, uh, and um, yeah, I'm trying to think of the other '90s albums that should be above this. Um, I mean, uh, the 2001. <laughs> Yes. Um, <laughs> well, yes. I mean, like <laughs> representatives of like the grunge. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, um. You... Oh, okay. Yeah. If we're just thinking about grunge albums that are clearly better than Nevermind, I mean, I think I think making it number, <sighs> they were the most famous grunge band. Yes. Um. And to and this list is obviously like you can't. You, nobody's you know idiosyncratic personal favorite is going to be in the top ten. You know, and that's fine. It's got to be a really famous album that sold 20 million or more. Yes. Um, so that's fine. And I think I can't think of any album. I mean, Pearl Jam's 10 is the only thing that I could think of that, that would, did was come to mind. Yeah. That was big enough to qualify. But I actually would rather listen to Nevermind. So that's mm-hmm. fine with me. I think I think OK Computer is the only one that I think is obviously if you like if you're into 90s rock music, if you're into uh famous alternative 90s rock music i don't see how uh mo and also have a breadth of taste beyond that i don't see how a computer is obviously better than nevermind but whatever yeah yeah i uh i i agree um number five the beatles abbey road highest ranked beatles album um yeah, I think uh, Revolver should be the number one Beatles album, and maybe the number one album. But anyway, go on. Yeah, I think there's some weaker song. Like, I think the worst of Revolver is worse than That's like, fair. Abbey Road. That would probably be my own, my argument in favor of this one. But fair enough. Um, number four, Stevie Wonder's "Songs in the Key of Life," uh, okay. which not not for me. Yeah. Same. Yeah. But I, that's a weird anti-fetish that I have that I'm willing to admit. I just I think that some of his stuff, I mean, his good stuff is, you know, obviously fantastic. But I just, it has, a, he's in a style of pop that is sometimes too saccharine for me or yeah. bright. Yeah, it's just not my thing. Um, number three, Joni Mitchell Blue, which feels very like Rolling Stone pick. 
I don't even what. <laughs> yeah, that's the first thing that's been legitimately surprising. But it could just be my ignorance. I am willing to admit that. Um, People from like that time, I think, are pretty are obsessed with Joni Mitchell in a certain way. Huh. See, I feel like like to me like this is like the Carol King spot. Like if this had been the Carol King album, I would have been like, sure, that makes sense. Right. Um. So that's number three. Paul, do you want to guess two and one? Okay. I would say said, huh? one of them is very obvious, and one of them you probably you will likely not get. I bet I won't get either one. Um, I know it can't be the Beatles, um, and we already said Thriller. And yes, I'll give you I'll give you a hint. Would you like okay. a hint? What sure. if you were doing with the Beatles? Uh, you were trying to get the the OK computer to the Beatles Nirvana. Uh, your Beatle, the Beatles, yeah, to the Beatles Nirvana. Um, would that be Pink Floyd? Ooh, good guess. Not quite. Yeah. Um, one more. The, the analogy is what made me think that. I mean, it's not Rolling Stones, is it? No. Okay. It's um, less... I'm being stupid. That's okay. Uh, so number two is Pet Sounds. Oh, the beach. Yes, that makes sense. Okay, yes. I should have I should have followed you along there. Actually. That's all that right. Good hint. It's the it was the OK computer, like the stylistic part that really. Yes, exactly. Um, number two, and uh, number one is a uh, African American artist. That's your hint. Uh-huh. Um, <laughs> yeah. No, that's to be expected and great. Um, I feel like um you know what i have no idea so i'm gonna say it's james brown Um, who is it it's marvin gay what's Ah, going on all right yeah he's he's great i i mean like like you said i have the same reaction like there's no point in like other than joni mitchell which i don't i maybe i need to listen to the third best album of all time um but other than that it's like these are all great albums that are famous and that lots of people love and it would be, uh, it wouldn't even make sense to me for me to argue about the fact that like uh, that Public Il- Enemy album is not. I own it, and it's not my fifteenth most favorite album that I personally own. Um, but that doesn't mean that they're wrong or that it makes any sense for me to argue about it. So it's a it's a fine list, whatever. Yeah. Um. Yeah, we'll have to listen to Joni Mitchell perhaps for a. Uh yes a pod that would be fun uh we should drop acid and then just record ourselves <laughs> listening to and singing along with <laughs> Blue for the first time uh paul to close this at this segment out uh i did in fact read the ringers top 100 radiohead songs oh my god why um, would you do that to yourself it's not as it's it was like they actually have if rob harvilla was involved like he's at least a good writer you know it was done by uh, Matthew Sigur. Okay, I don't know who he is. Maybe he's uh, great. They have many fine writers. Yeah, he has not really done. He's done like two articles for them. So it's, the only reason that that made me cringe is because I one hate ranked lists as we've just discussed, and two, um, uh, they once ranked fast food items and named the uh waffle house the waffle fry from chick-fil-a as the number one fast food item in the world which we've discussed before and so i just don't trust. yes anyway yes which they realized that that was because they let like a ton of young people vote and it Ah. got like it got the most top 10 votes and their like system was fucked up i see i see like it just cumulative like moved up because that that's an okay top 10 pick we've talked about this before Yes. No, I know we have. Did you know that there is a game theory theorem proven uh, that which which proves that it is impossible to create a perfect voting system, essentially, in uh, any sort of uh, uh, situation like that where you're trying to rank order a number of different no, things? No, that's interesting. It's mathematically, it's logically impossible to have an unassailable uh, you know, one system that is ob- that is clearly better than all the others for systematizing all those votes into a final rank. What if you were to vote on all the systems? <laughs> that would be a... Uh, what would that be? That would be sort of like the machine learning approach to it, essentially. Rather than actually solving it, we're just going to sort of brute force it. 
What's uh? Do you remember like the key to that? Deck? Yeah. So they're they're basically so it's the arrow impossibility theorem is the name of the theorem. Um, and I don't remember all the things, but it basically he lists six features that you would want in a perfect voting system. You know, and it's mm. things like if you have three choices, um, and you remove one of them, that doesn't change the result between the other two. You know, things like that. Mm. Um, that would uh that are all things that you would want and that you can, you know, as if you agree that these six things are required for it to be a perfect voting system, then you can prove that no voting system actually can satisfy all six requirements. Hmm. Interesting. Yeah. Um, but we all agree ranked choice voting is better than what we use in our democracy right now. Um, <laughs> well, that's true. Uh, <laughs> so that does not mean that no system is better than yes. another system. <laughs> um, I'll say that looking at this list, I don't want to make you, there's a lot of, you know, there are only so many Radiohead songs. So like the top 100 just kind of goes through them all. Yeah. Um, that's what I was thinking. But I was like, the resu- 100 is actually a lot of Radiohead the songs. Result we did is, 25 or whatever. The result is that like, there aren't like, it's obvious that like he doesn't like in rainbows as much as like okay computer okay so there there's maybe like two in rainbow songs in the top 20 and um yeah that's the kind of thing that would make me mad for like five seconds while i was reading it and then it would be like oh yeah this is just some guy's dumb list right Um, what made the one thing that made me mad is that like like well i guess weird fish is like 14 and it's like if you have ever like experienced like Radiohead fans talking about their favorite songs on like the Radiohead subreddit, mm-hmm. which I have, like you would know that like Weird Fishes is like easily like a top five song for Radiohead fans. Like, so I don't like, know if I would draft it in my top five, but I totally get that. Right. So like, but it, it should be like, it's not even given a write up here, and it's like it should be noted that like Weird Fishes and Reckoner, which is like mm-hmm. even. Um, God, where is is like ranked at thirty eight, which is like okay, okay, yeah, that's this person know what the fuck they're talking about. (laughs) Yeah, if I'm listening a hundred Radiohead's head songs, (laughs) shit, I don't think uh, I realized that. What a garbage list. (laughs) All like almost all of In Rainbows is in my top one hundred, if not all of it. Yeah, and certainly Reckoner is in the top like. I th- I'm pretty sure it was my number one choice when we did our draft. It, you're, well, you, it was Idiotech, but yes, you got oh, okay, Idiotech yeah. and Reckoner, which is frustrating. We've actually talked about that. <laughs> like we've talked about the draft. Oh yeah, again. We, we analyzed the draft that. <laughs> yes. Um, uh, but Paranoid Android and Idiotech are one and two. Fine. Yeah, those are great choices. Yeah. That's 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 totally fine. This list is dumb. It's dumb that it exists. The Ringer mm-hmm. shouldn't write about. Radiohead in that way. Are there like, any other lists that we think are fundamentally wrongheaded that we could discuss on this podcast? Uh, some I have read a list of the top 100 Smashing Pumpkin songs, but we have to do that ourselves first. Yeah. Someday we're doing the draft. See, that's a more interesting list than the yeah. top 100 Radiohead songs, just because well, why would you do the Smashing Pumpkins list? Nobody cares. That people um, do. People do. I would. Well, um, yeah, you're right. I mean, what did Billy have? You TJ sent us that. Uh, billy instagram post the other day yeah and he had like a is it like a half million people or subscribed to him i mean i was thinking that's actually pretty good for a completely washed up rock star yeah i mean people care about the smash there's a ton of people who are like yeah. us and obsessed like we are not uh alone at all yeah yeah considering that he's not getting plenty of those people like me who i don't care to follow people yeah. on instagram that much um but so to have you know he's 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 actually out there for a guy who hasn't written a great song in two decades. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, we'll get to that. We can be done with the pumpkins. We talked about them for 45 minutes last time. I know, but we have to talk about that announcement. We're going to do it at the end oh, yeah. of the podcast, though. That's right. Um, right. So people don't have to listen to it at the beginning. Uh, let's listen to the theme song now. Yes, yes, and you don't stop. Cool ID, best rapper, you don't stop. Another fucking fucking dollar for the style for you and your mind come on yeah you can never define anything but divine love i'm a savage beast <laughs> slightly above average at least nah preference is relative my references consistently uh bring you to another vicinity i hit you with the riddles consistently 
Dead in the middle of little Tripoli Little did we know that we triggered a fissure in the metaphysical imagery Elegant painted in oil Love is a flower, see how Dissolving the power Is dissolving the hours as well The tower, a bell at the top of it A high Welcome to Savage Beast. I'm Joe Gallagher. Uh, with me, as always, uh, suffering from debilitating financial effects uh, from the Diderot effect brought on by a single elk fur cock ring given to him in Norway. It's Paul McLeod. Ah, there were more layers to that one than usual. I appreciate it. <laughs> Um, yeah, uh, it's all true. Mm-hmm. Um, should we explain to our readers what the Diderot effect is? Uh, any, any audiophile will know about it, I'm sure. Mm-hmm. Uh, yes, that's it. That's the best <laughs> way to explain it. Once yeah. you buy the headphones, you gotta buy the nice amp. Mm-hmm. Once you buy then the you speakers. Buy... Yep, then you gotta get the DAC. And then you the realize, vinyl. yeah. Man, that DAC really expanded the low end on your sound, so are your headphones even taking care of it anymore? And now you need you get the record player, so you have to buy a a, mm-hmm. a new a new uh, cartridge. Yep, and if you're my dad, you have to buy twelve copies of the same used record to mm-hmm. see if you can find a better one. Mm-hmm. There you go. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's uh, that's what causes consumerism to work. Mm-hmm. Um, you just you know it's like uh, most businesses uh, it's the 80% of the revenue comes from the 20% of the customers that they really just fucking hook and juice <laughs> uh, true um, speaking of consumers getting hooked uh, Kanye is uh, closing in on his victory uh, as uh-huh. president um, he's oh. running <laughs> Yay for president. <laughs> He's running on the birthday party. Um, is that true? It is. Uh, his campaign slogan is yes. Hashtag 2020 vision. Is, um, is, is that true? <laughs> it is. And his website, his campaign website is several videos uh, and then $60 hats and $160 hoodies that you can buy. Okay. Um this is brilliant. He's going to make a lot of money. He is. I mean, I should buy a Kanye 2020 hat. I mean, uh, I think they'll be I'll available be at double. the Salvation Army in a year <laughs> when everybody realizes they've been had and they're not cool. Uh, his presidential platform, number one, restore faith and revive our constitutional commitment to freedom of religion, uh, blah, blah, demonstrated Ooh. by restoring prayer in the classroom. Okay. Uh, I was going to say, what are his specific beefs about the treatment of religion? To, that's it. I'm, he's My dad would vote for Kanye. That is honestly a big platform plank for my dad. Restore the sound national economy. Reduce household debt and student loan debt. I like it. Okay, I can uh, do that. Restructure our country's education system to serve the most at-risk and vulnerable populations. Vague, but laudable. Um, maintain a strong national defense but not so quick to tie up our country's young men and women in foreign quagmires. Vague, but laudable. Um, reform the legal system to provide true justice, for, uh, equitable for all citizens, regardless of race, blah, blah, blah. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I will take Attorney General Kim Kardashian. Uh, that would be awesome. Uh, reform the approach to policing. Um, refocus police forces on real crime. Okay. I wonder what real crime is. That's not dis- <laughs> discussed. Uh, eliminate federal sentencing guidelines. Pretty good. Take care of take care of the environment. Sure. Um, I, I'm sh- I'm not reading the follow ups on some of these. Uh, uh-huh. Ensure that we always place Americans' best interests first in foreign affairs. This is okay. this went from Con. I f- feel like the number one, the faith one, is the only one that Kanye actually yeah. wrote i mean i actually uh to the extent that these mean anything i agree with all of them so yeah that's great 
yeah i mean i, I actually I, I i'm pro uh, does he have anything about healthcare in there uh it's a big thing for me he does not okay well neither do the other candidates not anything useful um i you know honestly i might actually vote for president kanye he has <laughs> the best he literally has uh i without looking at joe biden's platform i know that kanye's is better than his um you're in luck he's on the ballot in your state I mean, okay awesome because i mean i already know that his uh foreign policy bullshit statement is got to be better than whatever i think of joe biden's foreign policy bullshit statement I know Joe Biden's not going to fix healthcare, uh, so the fact that Kanye doesn't have anything to offer there is sort of neutral. So honestly, uh, Kanye West is uh, uh, his beats are better. We know that's a clear difference between mm-hmm. the two candidates. There's like no question. Yes, yes, uh, absolutely. The beats coming out of the White House will be sick. Um, I think this is actually a pretty easy choice. The more I think about it, uh, let's see. Kanye West received 0% in the most recent poll of Arizona that seemed to include him. Ah. Um, that's too bad. That is too bad. I wonder, like, I'm going to see if that's, like, rounded down <laughs> from, like, one person. I don't think they should. Well, I hope that. it's not rounded up. Um. <laughs> uh, no one. No one wanted to vote for Kanye. Poor Kanye. Okay. Kanye will get one vote in the state of Arizona. Nice. Um, I mean, I think he's a complete asshole and a troll, but um, again, not really a clear difference there between him and the other candidates. Look, all people care about is that you voted, man. That's that's apparently all that matters. Yeah. uh, Voting hard like a motherfucker. Vote. Go vote, motherfucker. Vote. It's like when my son... Uh, brings me his math homework for help, and I just tell him add. I don't care what you add, just add. It's and like, you uh, add he just writes like down your numbers. Life depends on it. Yeah, it does. It literally does not matter what you add, but don't, as long as you do it, it's fine. Don't add for your own math. I mean, don't add. <laughs> add add for someone else's math. The people who really need it. I am. I am. It is funny that you can donate twenty eight hundred. dollars to Kanye for president. <laughs> like, okay, nobody do that. No. It's okay to vote for him, but do not give the man your money. Yes. Um. Wow. I wonder what the campaign emails from Kanye are like. You know they get them because whoever's sending them is wants to collect the checks. Yeah, exactly. Uh, somebody, you know, his manager has a friend who runs a social or, you know, uh, an email marketing service. And that guy is getting paid. Mm-hmm. Um, or his, you know, his agency or somebody knows that person. Um, yeah, I could imagine there's like a 2% chance that Kanye decided that the email was actually uh, the really important thing. Like he read, uh, you know, some financial guy's uh, newsletter. Mm-hmm. where they like ramble on for like 20 paragraphs once a week about um you know their view of the markets but also society um you know also not unlike our friend greg uh that kind of email he mm-hmm. saw one of those and kanye was like this is how you reach people and he actually just like really gets into it every week i could imagine that being the case there's a there's just this great photo on the Kanye Wikipedia page of Trump behind the Resolute desk in the Oval Office, Jared Kushner sitting smugly beside him, and then Kanye on the other side of the desk with, like, hand to chin, like, listening closely. <laughs> and it's, it, I know people say this a lot, but if you'd seen that before, you'd be like, man, this is a great sketch on SNL, like, the best in years. <laughs> I think I feel like we specifically discussed that photo or one very similar to it in the group chat. Um, it's a uh, it's it's a uh, with with that exact you know yeah takeaway. That, it's like, wild. Here we are. <laughs> um, yeah, the resolute desk. I forgot. That's what they call it. The desk in the Oval Office. 
Yes, because it's made from the the hull of a the ship, the Resolute. I see. Isn't it weird to like grow up and like reach sort of your late thirties and realize that like everything you thought was impressive about authority is actually just fucking corny as shit. Like it's a bunch of adults kind of acting like teenage boys still mostly. Yes. I mean that, that everyone's like, look at this cool. I get to sit behind the cool fancy desk. And I'm going to call it the resolute desk. Cause it that's is, what we are. Queen Victoria gave it to president Rutherford B. Hayes in 1880 built from the English Oak timbers of the British Arctic exploration ship, the HMS resolute. Look, that's a cool desk to have. <laughs> it is. It is. But it's just, it's just like our president. He's resolute, y'all. I don't know. It sounds, I don't know. And then the way the people act on top of it is, uh, it makes it very funny to live in this country. Mm-hmm. Um, now I'm reading about the desks where George, where it's been used for every president uh, since Jimmy Carter. Except for George H.W., who decided he wanted the C&O desk. Really? a different famous desk. See, I'm surprised. I would have thought there would have been one desk from a long time ago that they all used, and there was no getting out of it if you didn't like it. No, one of the things about being president is that you can, like... Set up the office however you want. Yeah. Yes. That, <laughs> surprisingly. The best. <laughs> and, like, so they all move the desk. Apparently, they move the desk around. But you can also, like... The perk of it that I want is that apparently you can get in touch with you get in touch with the Smithsonian and like one of their curators comes over and you're like, here's the oh. art I want from the Smithsonian. Give me the most badass relics. Yes. Uh, like anything not on display, like you can like oh. put it up. Okay, that's actually really cool. Yeah. That's a good power to have. Okay. Um Yeah. That's dope. Yes. <laughs> You know they got to have some weird shit. Oh man, yeah, they've got to have. No, they they really do. They must have personal effects from like really famous uh, American history figures that you could check out. You know, obviously yes. gross things come to mind, but there must be something cool. Like I don't know, uh, uh, Calvin Coolidge's cigarette holder. Oh damn, yes. When they if they still have Saddam's gun, you know, <laughs> you got to get that back out. <laughs> It wants to be used during sex role play again. Uh, <laughs> uh, have you gotten to that episode of season three of The Sopranos yet? That, that's season two. Oh, yes. Right. Yeah. yeah. Uh, you have. Um, yes. Anyway. <laughs> Only because I don't want it to be a Sopranos podcast yet. Uh, um, Paul. Uh, oh, I want to. What's Kanye's his vice president? I just wanted to look at that. Um, mm. It's not. I mean, okay. So just before you say it, if it is, uh, if it's Pusha T, I am definitely voting for him. That would be amazing, and I think that would make, um, uh, apparently he doesn't like really have a VP. Oh. Well, they could do it the old style way, where the electoral college picks the guy they like second best. Um, him vice president. There you go. That was the best way to do it. It's actually a horrible way to do it, but <laughs> well, <laughs> um, really never done it well here. We've not. Um, okay, enough on Kanye. Paul, do you have any other mm-hmm. election predictions? Um, I think honestly, so like as of today. Uh, Everybody officially panicked about the virus coming back at stronger, and the Dow Jones uh, fell a thousand points or whatever. Um, that to me says, uh, like, we're less than a week away from the election. Trump really could lose by like a mind-boggling amount if there's not something miraculous that happens on both fronts, really, mm-hmm. in the next few days. Because like, if he's if it's just like not getting any better. Um, I think it really could be uh, combined with the the polling on uh, early voters, um, which is like insanely Biden. Um, it could be really amazing um, when it all comes down. So we'll see. 
Yes, I think that could be true. The markets could already be pricing in his his defeat. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, my prediction is that he's going to win. I just I don't know. Sure, <laughs> That's just the way I feel. I'm just like it's, and I'll tell you why. It's because I can just so clearly feel that happening again. Mm-hmm. You know where you're sure, and then you're just sitting there. I mean, you're and just things you're, go a little bad. This is exactly the way victims of trauma speak, Joe. Mm-hmm. Yes, you can't you can't trust it even when it seems safe. There you go. I'm just trying to sound wise. Ah, mm. but like yes. a victim of trauma does. Indeed. <laughs> um. No, uh, you know, I, I I will admit that I have enough wisdom to say you never know, but um, it could be. There's really just like no reason to think other than uh, we didn't expect it last time. That's the only reason to think that it could happen again. I always think that I'll have something more insightful to say and like political commentary, but I really, I really, it's, it's just rage and boredom. Yeah. Well, you know, that, that is one subject that is discussed maybe not well enough, but uh, enough in quantity in our society. So it's okay. People don't have yes. to hear all of our thoughts on it. No, we do not need a political podcast. I mean, I'm not against it. I just, you know, I don't have that much to say about it either. Other than what I say uh, in the course of things. Uh, let's listen to some music and talk uh-huh. about it. Um, yeah. Uh, we're going to talk about a very cool album, in my opinion, um, by a rap group called Clipping. Mm-hmm. And the album is called Pictures of Bodies Being Burned. Visions. Visions of Bodies Being Burned. Thank you. Mm-hmm. You're welcome. Uh, uh, we'll listen to a couple songs, Paul. Do you want to pick the, the first one? Yeah, let's do... Um... My mouse moves over. Fuck you. Um, let's do pain every day. Okay. Death wasn't really the worst part. Time spent floating above is body done. That's when the hurts start. They call it passing. That's not it. They lying. Fuck them altars and headstones. They think all them flowers for Can't smell nothing, you just bones They cry a little less every hour So that must be real nice Crossing the earth marks And when everything began Death scars looking like birthmarks Take for granted they freestanding Y'all should grab one right by the dream space Make one scream until she pray Make one run until he dead Make one break until they leave the body so who body make up for all the wrongs done to bodies they keep singing they songs while your body rock well fuck it come on they gotta pay chase the dreamer chase the dreamer fuck it up shake the dreamer shake the dreamer wake it up and that will make the dreamer hate the dreamer cut it up break the dreamer wake the demon run it up then you can get into the head where they try to make sense of sense to start they six let them know the dead levitating just ahead and it best not slip just because you bled out doesn't mean you ever left and that's that shit no worries that was clipping with pain every day pain every day featuring um, michael esposito who i assume is the cellist or whatever at the mm, end there um paul we were driving through the smoky uh outskirts of bend perhaps Mm -hmm. in surrounding towns uh when this song came on uh, satellite radio or not this song this band another song from this album uh say the name Uh um and uh we were blown away yes by its spooky power yeah it was uh it was enhanced greatly by the fact that it came in we were listening to was it the college station on satellite radio? Yeah, yeah. So it was just like a solid several hour block of uh cute indie pop rock. Mid tempo um, indie basement uh computer rock. Yeah, you know, Laptop just people rock. 
having some nice feelings and uh you know sort of having a uh an ironically sunny outlook about it mm-hmm. and uh then the the dude like apologizes thoroughly in advance for playing such a weird song and drops clipping into the middle of it and i think that and maybe some pre-rolls uh really got our attention mm-hmm. yes um uh and it's the the as you heard in this track the total dedication to that um menacing vibe um mm-hmm. in the music uh while maintaining some very good and uh perhaps more mainstream uh rap on top of that uh it's a cool combo yeah i really appreciate just the the fact that the beats are noisy but they also do actually bang yes um, like they're actually uh have rhythm and get my head moving um which is uh i guess my complaint with most electronic noise music is there are no beats um but uh yeah and then the guy is like a technically pretty good rapper um, yes um, he, re- he can really do the double time when he wants to indeed. Um, i'm he's a i'm he is a tony and grammy award-winning rapper ah there you go yes uh, I'm not really a horror guy is my one thing that mm-hmm. pushes me away a little bit on this album, which turns out to be pretty much horror core. Um, yeah. I'm not against horror, but it's not like something I regularly want to sit down and listen to 53 minutes of. Um, but that they, said, yeah. the album definitely did jump out and grab me several times through the listen. I would not say that that's like the primary vibe seems to be more like evil uh, or like just sort of a darkness than not every album is like monsters well um fair not every song the literally the opening here's the beginning of their promotional copy for the album on their band camp uh in the horror genre sequels are perfunctory um so anyway they go on to explain that this is a sequel to their last horror album Mm -hmm. um so they definitely think of it as horror uh but it is yeah it's a certain it's a specific kind of horror for sure um uh, instead of going to their band camp, I recommend their website, www.itsclippingbitch.com. <laughs> uh, nice. Paul, this band is uh, made up of uh, rapper David Diggs and producers William Hudson and Jonathan Snipes. Uh, uh, Hudson and Snipes made power electronics and noise re- remixes, a pop- remixes of popular rap songs uh, for fun. Um, and then, uh, one of them went to grade school with Diggs who joined them, who, and who started rapping over there, like just noise beats. Yes. Um, and, uh, David Diggs is better known as Thomas Jefferson from Hamilton. Um, ah, the, uh, lead, he was originated the role and won both a Tony and a Grammy for it. Wow, um, it must feel nice for him. This must. I hope he enjoys this band more than that. Yes. Well, you know, when you're a performer, you got to have a well-rounded career. Yeah. It's a nice... Well, and uh, I'm sure he's filthy rich off of that other thing. Yes. So. Yes. Um. So uh, let's actually let's listen to one more track from this one that stood out to me as maybe being a little more like. Uh, uh, it's like how the horror core mixed with a traditional nap, a nap narrative, rap narrative. <laughs> um, uh, check. Let's play. Check the lock. All right, coming up. That is, in fact, the next track. Excellent. <laughs> Check phone when he pull up flexing. Now we check under the hood before he start the engine. Came out the stash house, something didn't smell right. He on the ground trying to look up in the tailpipe. Mighty fall for a mighty man, had a manicure, now it's dirt and oil on his hands. Staying low as he scrambled to the car, though. Glad it's just a short trip to the condo. No signal, head on a swivel, hand on the center console with the pistol. Tinted black, got the window right. Always shoot the gap at the yellow light. 
bag of little yellow pills for the nerves But it make it even worse when the Xannies don't work Any panic ears ringing when you call the can't hear you Every seven seconds eyes back up in the rear view Something in this room didn't used to be Gym bottle to the face, can't fool the G Laughing at him, he ain't never scared yeah. But he checked the lock every time yes, he walked by Yes, good door. one uh, Is he being chased by his enemies or by a monster? We don't know but it's uh it's a nice creepy vibe to that song for sure um, yeah once again a nice uh nice good beat mm-hmm. to move it along uh uh these guys have a song in this album called 96 nev campbell which i just <laughs> i appreciate that title <laughs> <laughs> that was the peak of nev campbell mm-hmm, mm-hmm. um I think we've said pretty much everything about this group, but uh, uh, fans of JPEG Mafia. Yeah, that's what I was thinking. Yeah. Um, be a little, slightly less punk to this. Yes. But slightly a little more Sabbath. More, more art school, less punk. Yes. Um, but definitely cool. Um, <laughs> they, uh, they, uh, I think they ha- must be near the record for most uh, albums reviewed on Pitchfork without getting better than like a six. Yes, I noticed that. Yeah. Pitchfork is desperate to give them a ten <laughs> or a nine. Uh, sorry, the nine. Uh, someday, maybe. But... Um, I, I will. I will close by this. Um, the next song, "Looking Like Meat," features a rapper who spells his name. H O nine nine O nine. How would you pronounce that? Yeah, I'm trying to figure out. There's not. It's not G's. It's not hog gog. Um. Uh. Hon ninety nine oh nine. I have no idea. It's just horror. They're supposed to be backwards R's. That's terrible. I had to look it up. It is. That makes no sense. There was another one I saw like that recently where I was like, that's not what that means. They're going too far. Yeah. These rappers with strange number names. Yep. Oh, well. I've yielded enough clouds today. <laughs> uh, Paul, should we close by talking about a funny uh, performer you saw on Bandcamp? Oh, yeah. If you like... I, <laughs> I just wanted... <laughs> Uh, so you said you had some specific thoughts. I just wanted to mostly laugh with you behind the scenes at this guy. Uh, uh, I want to call him Ho. That's just very funny if that's his actual name. It's H A U X. Yeah. So Ho. Uh, I think uh, if it's not that, then he really opened himself up to that. And if it is, that's still pretty funny. I'm sure it is. Looking at him, his pictures yeah. of him, like fake Justin Timberlake looking ass. Yeah. White shirt plain white bowl cap his real name is woodson black which is already also funny um in but, conversation uh, with ho <laughs> yeah it was just like it was like so you know he uh i was just like you know checking out new music and i was listening to his album and uh i was like you know this is like pretty this is pretty decent like sad singer songwriter type stuff and then I was listening to it more. I was like, this is, you know, pretty decent, but also pretty basic sad singer songwriter type stuff. And then I was looking at the album cover, which is him wearing like some shirt that like uh, a crabber would wear. Mm. Um, and also, uh, you know, a beanie uh, that a crabber would wear. Yes. Um, which I'm probably thinking because I think he's from New England or something. But anyway, and he's just like looking down and crossing his arms and looking really sad. And then I looked up other pictures of him, and he's got the same really sad expression with grainy film, uh, you know, photo effect in every publicity photo. And I'm just like, this guy's just too fucking ridiculously sad. Like, I can't actually take you this seriously if you have not even a bit of a joke about your whole thing. Paul, this um, this guy <laughs> is what happens when you mix Sufjan with a SoundCloud rapper. You get this guy. <laughs> Apparently, he has worked with Sufjan, uh, according to of his. Yeah. Oh wait. Uh, no, his collaborator worked with Sufjan. Okay. Never mind. <laughs> but yeah. And so then I decided, like, okay. So obviously, like, these lyrics haven't really jumped out. But let me let me click into the track and uh, 
read the lyrics and they were exactly as sort of like basic sad as I expected and I sent you some and uh, you laughed too so now we're talking about it uh yes uh it was the song salt which is number two on his album if you need to pull them up why don't we but there i think all the lyrics are like that I, yeah, yeah I we need can to listen, listen. To, let's listen okay. just a, just a little bit let's Not listen the... to that one i think okay. i listened to the first three songs so we'll try that one um ho.bandcamp.com that sounds like a bad joke from a sketch comedy mm-hmm Sorry, I did. Um, it's very precious. You can't be lost if you can't be found, Joe. It sure is. Um, Paul, that was fun um, yeah. for how bad it was. Uh, <laughs> you want to read the let, Why don't you read some lyrics to the people? Yeah. I mean, so yeah, I'll do it. And then I, do you actually have something to say about them specifically? Just because. Vaguely, I, yes. Yeah. Okay, cool. You specifically vaguely do. Great. Tight lipped at the Salt Lakes. The birds sing, but the heart aches. Waiting in the shallows as he watched you from the shadows. You can't be lost no, if you no. can't be found. Now, here it says you can be hurt if you don't make a sound. But I was listening to it because that didn't make sense to me when I read it. And he clearly sings you can't be hurt if you don't make a sound. Um, and then they repeat that typo later. So I don't know what the deal is. But yeah. So... That takes us through the first chorus. But then, you know, fading in the corners of your eyes. So you dive deep, but you can't hide. Can't be lost if you can't be found. You can't be heard if you don't make a sound. So please don't wait to ask me if I'd walk you home. So please don't wait. Because I'd prefer to be alone. Because I'd prefer to be alone. And then this is, I love this final touch. This is nice. Salt sands from the bottom of the lakes stayed with you. Now it's falling down your face. I just feel like that is the most basic, ambiguous ending 101 to a poem that you could do. Like, I'm going to sort of like, you know, just sort of plainly diarize some feelings for a minute. And then I'm just going to like make up a detail and uh, try to evoke something by just having that detail on there at the end, even though it's really unclear what it means about anything. It's just bad. It's bad. <laughs> There's what I was gonna say. No, wait. Say, say say that last line. The line: "Salt sands from the bottom of the lakes stayed with you. Now it's falling down your face." No, no. <laughs> it's also so obvious. That's what yeah. bugs me. It's so obvious. So, Paul, what this reminded me of Instagram poetry, which is poisoning yes. the youth. Rupee cower, core. Rupi Carr, I don't know, um, the most famous of the Instagram poets. Oh, I have to look this up while you um, talk. Go ahead. No, I will read some to her because oh, what's okay. frustrating to me is that I'm like, okay, she's best-selling poet. She's brought poetry. I'm always a fan of people actually buying books of poetry. Yeah, it's a great thing. But every time you click on one, you're, it it's it's a nightmare. It's just oh. a nightmare. Um, so hear. I just clicked one at random. Mm-hmm. I'm going to read a couple. Here's one. I do not want to have you to fill the empty parts of me. I want to be full on my own. I want to be so complete I could light a whole city. And then I want to have you because the two of us combined could set it on fire. Yeah, that is. 
it's offensively see, bad. That's really bad. That's awful. Um, see, that is even worse than this guy. Although I didn't get to the end of the album, so he might get uh, uh, uplifting towards the end. Um, but like the the vagueness is actually even worse when it's about like some sort of weird superhero uh, let's go ism. Uh, yeah, that's really bad. Oh lordy. Um, yeah. So she's really famous. This is some famous yes. person. Rupi, what was her don't, name? Don't mistake salt for sugar. If he wants to be with you, he will. It's that simple. Rupi, K A U R. Okay. Ah. Yeah. No. That's so. This is like. Uh, it's it's really it. I think it might be for twelve year old girls. That's like Hallmark. That's the only explanation. That's like Hallmark card level insight, like and poetry, um, like literally that could be a Hallmark card about getting broken up with. Sorry, <laughs> <laughs> right, I got. People are like make up fake ones and they're fun. <laughs> oh, I bet there's some good ones. <laughs> Just <laughs> I'm on Durant at Taco Bell, two a.m. blacked out. About to drink a Baja Blast. <laughs> See, that's a good poem. That's a better poem. That's actually a better poem. Like that's a yeah. good. That's some Charles Bukowski type shit. Yeah. Um. <laughs> I, that's when weird Twitter is at its best. By the way, is when the like like the just savage, stupid uh, parody is actually better art than the thing that they're making fun of. Um, yes. Yes. Um, I can't read these dumb poems, so I won't, um, yeah. but, uh, don't. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. Do we want to talk about Billy? Yeah, let's save it. Okay. <laughs> I, but you know, it's, uh, we gotta, we gotta get this podcast, uh, a fresh news peg to make it relevant let's to the do audience. It. You know, <laughs> yeah. people are just like eager for, uh, the takes. Emergency on, um, pod. Yeah. The problem is, Paul, that Billy Corgan announced some news and in a video, I only watched half the video, then kind of oh. half heartedly read the summary and was like, I, okay. Yep. <laughs> okay. We'll, we'll talk about it next time. This yes. is a long enough pod. It is. It is. This, yeah. Next time we'll talk about the Smashing Pumpkins creating. Billy first pretending that Machina was a sequel to Melancholy and then saying they're going to do the third and final album of the trilogy and re-release Machina and do a tour for both Melancholy and Machina. And there was like another album in there, I feel like. Yes. Yes. Uh, it's uh, it's a horror show. Um, <laughs> so funny. Clipping could write a song about it. We'll talk about it. <laughs> yeah. um, but- Once we were digest all the news that there is mm-hmm. uh, but we'll be back when kanye is president-elect i hope so mm-hmm. and, all right uh yeah good Maybe. night everybody good night I, I had no okay. uh i had nothing nothing cool else i'm hitting say. stop then goodbye